and gentlemen, we are back, baby. The sideline guys are here, ready to go over some sports and stuff. You know how we do. Uh, you know, hey, we had to take last week off for some uh, last-minute changes, but we're back and better than ever, as always. This is your boy, John Toronto. We have my boy, Jeremy Clark. What's up, Jeremy? How you doing, man? What's going on? Good afternoon, people. Good afternoon, people. Hey, you know, we're ready to get into this thing, man. Talk some NFL free agency, get into uh, what our teams are doing, maybe a little bit of the, uh, around the league. So, And, of course, you know, my boy Sammy, even though he's not visual at the moment. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Sammy? How you doing, man? Uh, man, my sports teams are going down the shitter. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> for those who don't know, Sammy is a Eagles who uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but Eagles fan and a Celtics fan. So, uh, the Celtics are doing okay, but the Eagles ain't looking too good. I'll tell you that. So, uh, look, look, we're gonna get right into this thing, man. We got a lot to talk about. I'm definitely excited for it. Uh, but you know, first, I want to talk about free agency, boys. What's I'll say this to start off real quick. What's been the most surprising part of free agency so far? You want me to go, Sammy, or you go, go? I uh, what I would say is, I actually kind of saw this i mean now that i see it happening i kind of saw it i mean it makes sense there's a lot of one-year deals going around the league because of how low the salary cap is i don't know if you guys have noticed that but um like juju right mm-hmm. he really he took a huge risk because he bet on himself he got a lot of apparently a lot of offers from a lot of teams including the Eagles, which, you know, I don't know what the heck they offered him. What, like Monopoly money? Damn, no cap. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's smart. These A lot of these players are realizing, hey, we'll just ball out this year and, you know, get that big contract next year. Um, so I would say probably – I want to say that's the most – I'll say most interesting thing about free agency is the amount of one-year deals. Yeah. Jeremy, what you thinking, man? Um, so it's easy, <clears throat> excuse me, it's easy to say, you know, the the rebuild of the Patriots, but I'm not going to go that route. Um, what's surprising me is that Houston Texans are getting a lot of people. <laughs> um, they're getting a lot of good, decent players too to build up their roster, not knowing what Deshaun Washington is going to do. And then, you know, unfortunately, he's going through what he's going through as far as the you know, accusations going and stuff like that. So hopefully that works out for him. But um, a new coach, new regime, and they're signing good players. And it look like they, they look like they breaking it. They want to break it down and build it back up. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Houston going forward. So with Houston, though, do you think this is like – so what they've done so far is kind of still build around Deshaun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So – is that a smart move? I mean, do you set yourself up for future failure by having all these guys well, that fit with the guy that might get traded? Um, well, you know, they signed Tyrod Taylor too. Right. Um, so they signed him. They clearly signed him to be a bridge. So my, my hope for that organization would be to find a partner, trade Deshaun Watson and move on. Um, and let, let that team, grow um they would clearly be drafting the quarterback unless the trade was made with like miami or something like that or with new york <clears throat> other than that then they would clearly be drafting drafting the quarterback for the future but if not in tyrod is there let him play you know he didn't get the play, chance to play in la because of his old punctured lung or kidney or whatever it was um i don't know i just i just i just see i see good things with them in the future, not right away, but 
it seems like you know people still want to go and play theirs. So. Oh, what's, what scares me with the the Texans is clearly you know although we all knew Bill O'Brien really had caused most of the issues with the Texans mm-hmm. at least the past couple of years, but in the end they had one bad year, right? So like it, he was doing pretty yeah. well. I mean, you look at their Sean's been there. They, I don't think they missed the playoffs once. Um, or maybe the first year, Sammy. I don't know if you remember, if you remember specifically, but um, I, I don't. Can you really say Bill O'Brien's at fault for any of that? Like, if it truly is above him that that right. I guess caused most of these issues, I don't think they'll ever get right. And if you if you trade Deshaun, great, you get draft picks, you get another quarterback. But who's to say they don't piss that quarterback off too? And yeah. who's even available after Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, I mean, no, you're you're definitely absolutely right with that. I just. I just think they're just based off of what's going on right now. It was just a lot of underrated moves, like the trade for Shaq Lawson because they need a pass rusher. Um, Andre Roberts going there. Uh, they picked up two good corners, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Desmond King. Yeah, yeah. They 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 picked up some quality players that, like, I wish Buffalo had Desmond King. You know, um, nice. like I wish we still had Andre Roberts. So. Um, they're, they they did pick up a few good players that I feel like could fill out that team and make them, you know, not a playoff team, but, you know, hey, we're growing up against Houston. Let's be careful. Let's be careful. Yeah, so, I yeah. mean, kind of, you know, uh, the hope, I think, for the Texans would be, you know, if they trade Deshaun, so this is the idea that Deshaun's going, maybe you get, you know, the Jets pick or maybe you get the, maybe get your third pick back from the Dolphins plus others, obviously. Right. Um, and maybe you draft a guy and have Tyrod be that guy to rebuild the culture. Look who they did with the Bills. I mean, without Tyrod's 2017 year, you argue the Bills aren't where they are now Absolutely. Uh, as, as an organization, right? So it bought them a lot of time to continue the rebuild. Uh, and a lot of guys they signed, I mean, Vincent Taylor went there. I mean, I'm looking at all the, all the, all the signings they have. It's like a paragraph like this big. Christian Kirksey went there. Mark Ingram. I mean, talk about culture. Those are all culture guys Absolutely. that have – change organizations around so uh, i just my fear is is more so with uh, the ownership because in the end ownership can totally destroy everything new york knicks (laughs) so uh, you know i i i don't know i don't know so i don't really know if it is truly ownership or or was maybe the the bad taste of bill o'brien around still and you have to think nick casario for the gm obviously the gm of the texas now bill o'brien and him work together so like for a while. In Sean's eyes, he's like, if, if Bill O'Brien, you know, ruined this and I hate him for it, you brought in a guy, and we clearly saw with his tweets, you brought in a guy he was not happy with. <laughs> a similar person. You know what I mean? So, I agree, though. I think they could change him. I mean, they got Marcus Cannon at a tackle now. They're going to be good. <laughs> gonna be good I, I don't sure. think they're here, but I think moving forward, they will be good. Sammy, what's your thoughts, man? Do you think you think uh, the Texas can make any, any big moves to the playoffs? I mean, we've got, obviously, seven C's now, so... Sure. So what I would say to that is uh, I think the issue was Bill O'Brien. I think what set it all off was he didn't want to pay DeAndre Hopkins. And I understand, you know, I mean, he is 29, you know, he's getting into the 30s, but he's still the best receiver in the NFL in my mind, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when it comes to route running. And that dude's catching ability is like insane. Um what I would say, though, is, like, I don't really see them. And, you know, they don't want to take, like, a $90 million cap hit. You know, I understand. Like, they don't want to do it. Um, or that huge cap hit, whatever it ends up being. I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being more than Carson Wentz's. Um, 
you know, they don't want to do that. And if they do trade into Miami, they're probably going to get Tua in it. So maybe they don't draft a quarterback if they end up doing it. I just don't see them um, like I'm trying to think of who's in that division. So the Titans are for sure going to finish in first. You still got the Colts with Wentz, you know. I mean, Reed, they could. Print, right? Like, take that first spot, yeah. I And then I think the Jaguars are going to be, like, sneaky good because they've been getting, like – They've been getting good players. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just don't see it, man. The Texans, they you know, they traded – or they didn't even get anything for Watt. And then, yeah, I just don't see it, man. I don't see the Texans. If there's one team that's in, like, a worse situation that could end up being, like, the worst team in the league, it could be the Texans. Oh, Other I- than, like – yeah, I agree. I, I mean, the question the question was interesting, you know, so that's why I chose Houston. Like, with everything going on in Houston, you still was able to get players down there. So, yeah. The fact that they were able to. So, you know, my thing is, so David Culley is the head coach of the, of the obviously mm-hmm. the Texans now. He was the quarterback coach for the Bills in that 2017 year with Tyrod. That's why Tyrod's there, is my assumption, the connection at least. Uh, he's not really known for developing the young guy, right? He he's from his history. I mean, yeah, he helped develop Lamar a little bit, but Lamar was already balling out before he got there. Uh, this is my bold take, if you want to call it, and something I'd love to see. If the Texans need a generational talent, a restart, and the Jaguars think they can win now, why don't they trade with each other? You get Deshaun, I get Trevor Lawrence. Now, in divisions, probably not going to happen, but. Deshaun's only 25. So you're if Trevor turns into what Deshaun is in four years, right? You'll already have that if you just get Deshaun. Right. It get it gets it, it fast tracks your pace. Urban Meyer's older. He's already had a history of health issues. You argue he doesn't really want to develop a quarterback. He, he's ready to try to win now, right? Their signings have been good. I mean, they signed uh I like uh Agnew, that the kick returner. They signed him, Philip Dorsett. Um, Marvin Jones went there. Marvin Jones is only on a two-year deal. He's 33. So something's telling me, I don't know if it's necessarily Deshaun, but the Jaguars don't really want to wait for Trevor. I, like, I, maybe it's just me. But at the same time, if the Texans, inner division is almost impossible. I think that never happens. Um, but, you know, for Watson and Lawrence, kind of, I mean, why not? It's it's a bold take to see to more so, like, would it happen, right? But I think it would make sense for both teams. Right. I don't know what you guys think about that. I, I, mean, I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, um, and don't forget they got Shaq Griffin too. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, pick a few. I mean, their defense is getting rebuilt. Urban's known for always having a great defense. On, on top of already having, was it James Robinson in the backfield? Um, yes. They brought in Marvin Jones to go with uh, the number one. Um, Shark. Shark. Yeah, DJ Shark. Right. So they, they, their offense is going to be explosive. You know That's what I'm saying, but the thing is, no matter what, I feel like with Ur- Urban has retired three times in the past four, like five years, mm-hmm. so, whatever, six years. His timeline is so small. Can you wait for Trevor? Because Trevor's not going to be like this. Right. I don't think so, at least. So if the, the Texans are willing to do it, I'm 100% going for it. Get the Sean. I mean, yeah. that team automatically is a top four or five seed with the Sean, the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. And the Texans can really truly do a rebuild. They can have Trevor sit behind Tyrod, you know, even if he takes over like Justin Herbert did. I'm perfectly okay with that. But at least right. you have Tyrod there to kind of mentor him and show him the ropes, you know, as he goes along. So uh, that's that's my, I guess, my move that I want to see. Uh, but as far as 
bad moves as a whole. I'm I, 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 I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm talking about these Patriots, man. Listen, <laughs> and this isn't just as a salty ass Bills fan, okay? Because I am a salty ass Bills fan. I still hate the past 20, 20 or eighteen years. But what? Are, so what the Patriots have been doing is what teams with no quarterbacks do or have done for years upon years. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it clicks. Sometimes. 90% of the time, it just doesn't, right? Right. The Patriots, and I'm going through everyone. They re-signed David Andrews. They brought in Justin, re-signed Bethel. Uh, Cam Newton had a $14 million contract, which is insane because they had him at the minimum last year. And he played worse than what you thought he would have been before that. Mm-hmm. They signed uh, Adams, a defensive lineman, uh, Nelson Aguilar to $13 million a year. Galladay only got 15 Henry Anderson, Kendrick Bourne for three for two two five. The uh, Devon Godot, he's a Miami defensive tackle. Hunter Henry and John U. Smith for the second and third largest contracts in tight end history. Both. Like, not, we're not talking just one of them for one of those contracts. Both. Okay. With no quarterback, because at this moment, he, they have no quarterback. I don't care. What Keep in mind. Keep in mind. They drafted two tight ends last year. <laughs> and one's, I think one's about to get traded. Third round, third round. They it's not like they wasted a six round pick to take some tight ends. I'm loving this, Sammy. I'm I'm fucking gleaming. Uh, Jalen Mills for four years, twenty four. Sammy, we're gonna take a break from my continuation. Why the hell did they give Jalen Mills four for twenty four? I mean, I honestly, I'll say this. Am I he something? was, he was. I don't know. I've always liked him. Uh, he's like a solid situational player like he's he was better at safety but then he got switched to cornerback really quick because of the eagles injury i don't know you know and jonathan you know what this reminds me a lot of is back when the eagles had that dream team remember when they Mm -hmm. signed everyone Mm -hmm. and they were like so good and and you know i've always believed in the motto you know you retool in free agency you don't build in free agency you're supposed to build through the draft Yes. And then right. just fill in the spots through free agency and the Patriots right. to me seem like, I don't know. Then again, I still think they're going to finish second in their division uh, behind the Bills. They could. Um, just because they're the, I mean, the Dolphins and the Jets are, I don't know. But, I mean, they, they're they getting Gilmore back, but apparently he might get traded. He might get so. traded. So my thing is, though, you, you mentioned the Dolphins. Dolphins. The Dolphins spent just as much, if not more, last offseason, and they're already cutting bait. They get rid of Shaq Lawson. They're already talking about restructuring multiple contracts. You you literally don't rebuild in free agency ever. It just does not work. Nope. Bringing in too many pieces. We don't know how COVID's still gonna be going on. You got like twenty player, twenty active roster players. You gotta get to know the system. I mean, granted, they bought back Ben Noy, who already knew the system, and, and a couple of players that probably have played for Bill before, but. You're you're expecting too much out of a season that could be just as bad in terms of preparation as COVID. You know, last year's COVID season, uh, we might have the same exact situation. You know, maybe we'll have more fans, but at the same time, COVID protocols would be crazier. Uh, they're already talking about for off-season training. You know, the the pre preseason, uh, you can only have twenty players max at the facility at a time. Right. I mean, <laughs> you're just the camaraderie is not going to be there. That's why the Dolphins struggle. I mean, the Dolphins did well, so let me not say they struggled. They went ten and six. Uh, they should have. They should have made the playoffs. I don't, for some reason they just didn't. I forgot how exactly, but um, I, I'm loving this. I, I just got like as a Bills fan, 
I'm loving the fact that Bill Belichick felt like he needed to buy out the free agency just to compete with the Bills. Because you know what they always said to us when we bought people in the Bills? It doesn't matter because you don't have the quarterback. It doesn't matter because even if you have the quarterback, they're still not as good as Tom Brady. You know what I mean? So right now, who in that division is as good or will be as good as Josh next year? At this moment, none. So they're going to continue yeah. to struggle, and they're going to continue to, to regret these contracts they signed people to, and get themselves in cap hell. And I, look, I I respect Belichick for saying, "Look, I'm getting older. You know, I got to prove I can win something without Brady because that's all everybody's saying about me now because Brady already won his." Right. Um. So he's he's kind of stuck in that in that spot where you know he he has to try to win because he's too young to try to develop. Um. But why why Cam? Why why not Jameis? Take a swing on Jameis. You know, uh, or like. I would have taken Tyrod as a potential uh, quarterback just to fill in instead of Cam. Cam draft the guy. You know? Well, you know, maybe the draft the guy who's ready. Mac Jones could be ready now if they draft Mac Jones, right? I would have um, taken Tyrod based off the scheme that they run, crossing routes and all that. Right. So Tyrod would have been great. Health. So let me rephrase this: healthy Cam, younger, a little bit, perfect for this team. Everything they did, perfect for the team. Not healthy, not young. Ain't going to happen. The shoulder, <laughs> we literally saw him throwing the ball to the ground for five-yard outs. It's, I'm not, again, I'm a Bills fan. I get it. I'm going to try to bash them, but this has nothing to do with that. Look at the fucking film. He he was literally deteriorating before our eyes. Six mm-hmm. touchdown passes all season. That's, you can't do that. You can't not deal with that. I would have I been more comfortable doing trading for Carson Wentz or bringing in Nick Foles. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then I would say, shit, okay, now they got a little squad. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, I guess we, you know, we, uh, to move on a little bit, we're going to go on to uh, another subject. In, in a way, uh, we wanted to go over our, you know, personal what we thought were our best and worst moves for our favorite teams. So obviously, Sammy, you were mentioning earlier that it seems like the Eagles don't have any moves. But even if you want to go, maybe overall, you know, best move in free agency you've seen so far, worst move you've seen so far, and then we're going to get into some, uh, current free agents to see who can help our teams out. Sure. So. I'm going to have to go a little bit more broader, and this isn't even my my favorite team. I think the team that's made the best moves is the Washington football team. I really, really love what they do. I was going to say yeah. <laughs> and I, I And I hate it because I'm an Eagles fan, but I do think that they're going to be – like I think they could potentially be the NFC champs next year. You know, everywhere that – Fitzpatrick is gone, he's won. Like, and he gets benched. And it's a shame because, like, I get it. You want to start Tua last year in Miami, but, like, Fitzpatrick was making them a playoff team. Like, he, and then once they yes. put in Tua, they went to crap. Right. I, I would, I would bet that, you know, they have a really young team. They're going to get more experience. They go out and get, um, Curtis Samuel. They add William Jackson. I mean, I think that team is going to be really good. Curtis I think Samuel and McLaren on that squad. Yeah. Yeah. It's Two of them are dynamic players. With Logan Thomas. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Two dyna- they're so dynamic, that team. And, you know, McLaren and – it's like a similar situation. I don't want to compare it to basketball, right? But, like, if Jason Tatum ever got to team up with Bradley Beal one day, right? McLaren yeah. and – uh, which, by the way, it's speaking into existence because it's going to happen one day. <laughs> McLaurin Wait <and>, for it. <laughs> and Samuel, you know, they were teammates in college. Like, they've, if you, I don't know if you saw 
them post, but they're both excited, like really excited to play with each other. And that team, like you have Ron Rivera, who's one of the best like locker room coaches in the league. Yes. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I think Washington's going to be really, really good next year. I wouldn't want to play him. Yeah, I would say favorite moves. Like I can't pick one because I think whatever Washington has been doing has just been really good. They just been really so good. I, I'm with you on that. I think Jeremy, you're saying that you, you're mm-hmm. going to probably bring them up too. But my thing, it's and it's not against him. I'm kind of with you, Sammy, in that he's never really given a fair shot. Fitzpatrick has never made the playoffs. I don't know if you guys knew that. So uh, actually, we go back to like 2016, I think, when Fitzpatrick was quarterback for the for the Jets. They had to play us week 17 to make the playoffs and we beat them and kept them out of the playoffs. So that was, that was like Rex Ryan's like high moment of his career is just stopping the judge from making it. But um, I think Fitz, if he keeps the turnovers down, will absolutely take them to the playoffs. I think division winners possibly. Um, now what you said, NFC East winners, Sammy, or you think they could win? NFC. NFC? I, I, they're, they're my wow. team. They're, that's yeah. my hot take. I think, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at, I don't disrespect it. And I like I like them. Their defense is really really good. Oh yeah. So yeah. and you know I'm what? I'm pissed that. about it because uh, they have the 17 games is coming. Like they're doing it this coming year. Uh, and our 17th game, whether it's actually week week 18 or whatever new week it would be, no matter what, the 17th team we play is Washington. So I thought we had an easier schedule than last year, but now these fuckers had to go get Fitzpatrick and all these players. And right. now we got to play them to try to make the playoffs. But um, you know. <sighs> I love what they did. Their defense is already good. William Jackson's a baller and a half. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Samuel's probably one of the more underrated, you know, players in the league. I think when when Cam left, they, you know, kind of went past people's heads that he was good. Uh, Samuel's a baller. Was he 27, 26, something like that? He's not even that old either. So Curtis? No, I think he's only like 24. Oh, shit. <laughs> See, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he signed a three-year deal, so he'll be, he'll be back in free agency yeah. by 28, 27, 28, which is awesome. Um yeah. Lamar Miller went there. I think Lamar Miller is a nice little backup running back to, to come in there and, and spell and spell them. So yeah, I, I agree with that for sure. But Jeremy, what you got, man? What you what was the best move? Best move, man. Um. So he he took the Washington one because I was definitely <laughs> going to take Washington. Um. So I I actually like the Kenny. I, I like the Kenny Galladay move. <laughs> um. If if the Giants are, it seems like they're trying to go all in on keeping Daniel Jones, or at least seeing what he has. Right. You have to get on a weapon, and nothing against Darius Slayton because Darius Slayton is a baller. Kenny Galladay is he's that boy. <laughs> he's really that boy. He is he, he's nasty. Um, and then to get a healthy Saquon back, uh. Evan Ingram, if he don't drop the ball with Kyle Rudolph and rebuild their line, I like the Nate Soder move too. You know, he wanted to stay in New York, so he took a pay cut and move move up to the right side. So, um, but the Kenny Galladay move, I think, was a real big move. And once again, we're back in the NFC East. It could change. It could change the landscape. One or two games could change. Change how that division goes. We're going. It seems like we're going back to the '90s when the Bills were running the AFC East, the Giants in Washington were running the NFC East. You know, maybe maybe we're on a crash course to repeat. But no four falls of Buffalo. We just get the four wins of Buffalo instead. Of, I'm not trying to lose four straight. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I'll I'll give my best move, and people. I don't know why everybody's just ignoring it. 
the the, the Bucks kept their team together, dude. <laughs> like they haven't lost anyone. Brady said, "All right, sign me for ten more years. I don't give a fuck. Just move the money to the end. I'll get it later." Right. And they got Barrett back and Gronkowski's, which yeah, Gronkowski, but he did well in the Super Bowl. Uh, Levante David's back. Um, you know they got their their kicker back, which Suckups I think is one of the better kickers in the league. Uh, and then they, they franchise Godwin. Godwin actually signed a franchise tender. I, I thought he was gonna wait till like day one of the season to sign it, right. and and he's back. He said, "I look, we'll, we'll figure it out when it comes." Right. So they're all back, and they're back and happy. They they took pay cuts. You know, almost everyone. It's like Brady. All right, I I figured, I think I figured it out. Brady is like some weird like <laughs> Russian spy organization like the money's coming from somewhere right like I think people take all these pay cuts because like he just does it somehow like some weird like underscale pay money or his scheme. wife <laughs> or his wife just paid look I don't I just don't understand why people I mean sorry I do understand you're winning Super Bowls but in my eyes this is one of my the hottest take I could ever have I ain't taking pay cuts for shit if I'm playing in a sport where I gotta go against men that are 335 pounds and six foot five, and they gotta tackle me. I ain't taking shit else but what I'm supposed to get paid. That's that's just me. Super Bowl, yeah. not. I'll take 15 years of 0 and 16. Give me 15 years of 50 million a year. I don't listen. I'm greedy. I don't give a fuck. But hey, look, that's my thing. You know, good move. You can keep a Super Bowl contending team together. Brady, no matter how much he continues to struggle in the regular season, he just clicks and clicks whether he's actually taking control of the game. And for him, I think recently hasn't necessarily been the 400-yard game, just been this, right? We talk about LeBron and that mentality and, and, and just controlling the game, controlling the pace, never letting your team fall apart. I mean, how many times did uh, all, none of which came from Brady's own mouth? Uh, players said, Brady comes to the locker room and says, why the fuck are you guys celebrating? We just won a, a week seven game. Right. Get your asses back in the film room and let's go. We got a Super Bowl to win, you know what I mean? And I, I hate it, but I actually like Brady now. I'm supposed to fucking hate him. I want to like, you know, but he's the goat. He's the fucking goat. So he's the goat. He might end up with eight or nine, man. And it, you know what? He he was a goat before he got seven. So, right. uh, look, I respect it. They're 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 the number one pick for me to make it to the Super Bowl and possibly win it as well. Even as a Bills fan, knowing that we can make um, it. You know what? Before we move on, like one underrated move, I think was Corey Lindsley going to the Chargers. Um, Aaron Rodgers center. He's the best center in the league. And now he gets to call the line plays for Justin Herbert. Herbert can ball That's going to be huge for his, for his production going forward. I, I, I love that move a lot. And so, right. All right. Sammy, what you got for an underrated move? Cause it's something people aren't really paying attention to, or, or you may have thought, you know, nobody else is really focused on. Uh, did we lose Sammy? Uh, I think we lost him. Okay. All right. Well, I'll give another underrated move uh, from my perspective. I'm, I like the fact that, you know what? Let's go to the negative spin. This is something I actually thought about the other day. So this negative the Raiders. <laughs> the, the, so we'll go worse. I want to say it's the worst move, but an underrated worst move. Let's put it that okay. way. My worst move is coming, but okay. I have the Raiders who are absolutely dismantling their team for no reason, right? So last year, of course, Gruden's been a bullshitter, his, it seems like his whole career. Uh, oh, you know, Carson, or, I'm sorry, uh, 
Carr. David Carr. David Carr. David Carr is my guy. We're building around him. We're gonna make things happen. You know, we have we have Josh Jacobs who's gonna help carry the offensive load and run game and you know all this shit. Blah, 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 blah. They released Gabe Jackson. They they traded uh, uh, Trent Brown. The, uh, Richie Incognito had to take a pay cut. We all know when Incognito ain't getting paid, he turns into whoo, you know, crazy yeah. Incognito. Uh, they signed fucking Kenyon Drake to an eleven million dollar deal. When you have Josh Jacobs already, and Drake is a number one. So I don't know right. why you even go through that trouble uh, right. to, to do that. And then, uh, you know, I like the Solomon Thomas. It's a low-risk defensive lineman sign mm-hmm. one year. Uh, Quentin Jefferson, we both know he was decent. You know, he's going to be a good pickup. Yannick Ngakui is one of the more underrated players in the league to me, bro. I'm sorry. Like, I think that was just a name that a lot of analysts liked. You know, right. like one of those pro football focus guys. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Oh, his stats show that he's this, that, and the third. It's like, you know, I respect those stats, and some of them make sense, but at the same time, they either overrate or underrate players a lot. Like, we know with Josh Allen, with Josh Allen, they absolutely underrate players. Um, So, I mean, you get rid of Trent Brown. You know, you get rid of Rodney Hudson, who's arguably the next to Lindsley as Gabe Jackson, who I think is talk about underrated move in the positive side gave jackson to the seahawks is huge because you're you know russell wilson's ready to go if you didn't do that right um you know to, to pay on a gun and two years 26 million is just, he goes to the ravens he doesn't really show up i mean we played against him Darren williams locked his ass down and, and i he love Darren williams but he ain't he ain't the best tackle in the league you know right tackle mm-hmm. Or maybe he is now, but um they got rid of lamarcus joiner they, they got rid of tyrell williams who didn't even get to really play for them uh, you know, bro, I just don't know. Like, what are the Raiders doing? I didn't. I, I did like, I did like the John Brown move because he could bring stability to their receiver room. That's very young, right? Um, right. other than that, besides, besides, um, shoot, besides nothing, I don't like nothing. <laughs> they, they, they had, they. <laughs> They had a decent team, and they just went full blow up mode. For what? That you don't you don't chase the Chiefs like that. And so, you know, we're they're in a division where they have to chase the Chiefs. You don't chase. The Chiefs. I feel like they weren't too far off. They're, they're chasing. Oh, I think they're chasing the Chargers now too. Oh yeah, they're definitely third. That's definitely third. So, right. Sammy, I think you were disconnecting and whatnot, but um, I was I was kind of trying to get your, I guess worst move something something in general that you thought was the worst okay. move or under okay. underrated on either side okay so i'm gonna go a little bit because i got a clown on the eagles because in my mind they're the worst team in their division <laughs> they might end up being the worst team in the nfc um we'll see i don't know but um i'm gonna go a little bit deeper than just the carson wentz signing or trade but i think the decision to keep howie roseman I think was the worst move. I, I hate him as a GM. He doesn't make any decisions right. Like, I was lucky enough to go back home for, like, the week uh, before I'm moving out to the Midwest. And, I you know, which is in Philadelphia. So I listened to the radio while I'm there just to hear what the fans are saying on the, on the radio. And, like, they're saying, like, I don't trust Howie to make the right pick at six. Like, I, I don't. Like, I'm sorry. Like, Knowing him, like I feel like he's the type of guy that if he ended up with the first pick, like the you take Trevor Lawrence if you're picking one. Knowing him, he'd pick like 
Justin Fields or <laughs> Trey Lance or something. Like I, pitch, I just don't piss you guys him. off. <laughs> I just don't. I don't trust him to make the right moves. I feel like the went like Wentz needed to be traded. I get it. You end up getting what's probably going to be a first round pick next year with the, the way the protections work. I think you're getting a third this year, which is fine. But like. If you're taking on the largest cap hit in NFL history, like I would want more than that, than what they got. Okay. Like, get someone, get a player, get like I don't know something. I, I, I just, I don't like what they did. I don't like the dis, like the decision to keep Howie. He can't draft. He's horrible at evaluating talent. And not to say like I don't like Nick Sirianni. The Nick Sirianni strikes me as the type of guy who's just a yes man. He reminds me of like a Jason Garrett. Like he's gonna be exactly like carbon copy of him. <laughs> and the thing was, like, at least Jerry Jones has the championship history to back it up. Like he's won them in the past. I know it's like been forever that the Cowboys have won a Super Bowl, but like how he like he won a Super Bowl, cool, but like I think he just hit like he like he hit on the lottery or something. Like that's the way that team was like, it's not going to happen again. Aaron Rodgers goes down with a broken collarbone. Like everything just happened the right way for them that year. Um, I just, I don't trust Howie and the decision to keep him. Like, I, I don't like it. I think they need to move on, but Jeffrey Lurie loves him. So, so it can be wrong. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I guess I'm saying uh, it, with Howie, he's more so like an operations guy, right? So he, like is his his background really in football? Like the actual in terms of no, like, no, yeah, he's, he's like a numbers guy, organization guy, like like yeah. business per- perspective, right? Like, why is he doing yeah. football shit? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know, man. And I know they've tried it in the past where they bring in like a football mind, and like I would love to keep him as a guy who works in like with the, the numbers like signing contracts whatever right. it is sure but right. when it comes to like evaluating talent i hate him i hate him he's like the worst right. when it comes to evaluating talent well, maybe that's the move they make you know they maybe get someone like who's focused on the development of players or scouting and stuff like that i mean i don't really know i don't know like, man who like they have now but dude when they when they drafted jalen rager i get it you want someone with speed but like everyone in their freaking grandmother could have told you that justin jefferson was a better player. I was there yeah. at the game when Oklahoma, and I understand Oklahoma had a bad defense, but Oklahoma against LSU when Joe Burrow like tore them a new one, and Justin Jefferson was like on fire. He looked like freaking the next coming of Jerry Rice that day. Like, he was and they take Jalen yeah. Rager. They take Rager, who, by the way, was like, I'm pretty sure he led the nation or like one of the tops in the nation when it comes to drop passes Oof. when he was in college. Like, but he's fast and I get it. They needed a fast guy. But like at that point, dude, the Eagles had no one. You just grabbed the best receiver available. Justin right. Jefferson was right. there, man. And he's pro- and he just every year, it's something every year. You you didn't need to put yourself in a situation where Carson, like I understand now you created the situation where they had to get rid of Wentz. But they didn't have to. You could have damn freaking drafted Justin Jefferson in the first round, drafted another position in the second round. Or I don't know, man, maybe talk about the time when they drafted J.J. Ortega-Whiteside instead of <laughs> instead of uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Uh, Metcalf, right? So, right. like, dude, I just – there's so many situations where if 
literally anyone else gets fired, but because Jeffrey Lurie loves him, that's why he's there. I, I don't like the decision to keep him. I'm, I'm with you, man. It seems like the look. Uh, put it this way: I'd take a Super Bowl over anything at the moment. So you, you know, you got to at least be happy about that. Um, what I think people have seen in the past twenty years is like the, what the Patriots did, right? Like had the goat, you know, had the goat on the other side of things in terms of coaching. Uh, the guy who knew what he was doing football wise and just had a guy who was super smart on the cap wise, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of helping him, um, you know, in terms of Belichick. We'll never see a dynasty like that again. So, like, I think a lot of us, when we say we want a consistent team or dynasty, maybe, Sammy, you're speaking more so like five to ten years. Right? We're not going to ever see – none of us will see 20 years of a dynasty. Uh, I would – even the Bills, I just highly doubt we'd see 20 years of greatness. You know what I mean? It's so rare to have the GOAT along with the GOAT combining to – Right, what they did, uh, but for this to see the Eagles fall apart this fast and just what seems like a couple of years, you know, I'll, I'll give them the injury thing after after the Super Bowl. They had a lot of injuries that year after, um, but after that, it's like people started getting healthy and just, I don't know somebody whether it's Peterson or Howie or both, the locker room fell apart. I mean, nobody. Was I like Peterson, up. man. I don't think it was his fault. I, I think don't think so Howie. either. I think it was just a player mutiny type of type of thing between each other. Not even the, uh, them against Peterson. I just think there something wasn't clicking. Maybe it was you know they had the Super Bowl high and they wanted the same success. And maybe some of them just thought they'd automatically get it because they're they're defending champs. You know, sometimes that's how people click. It's like we won, we're gonna win again. No, you still gotta put in and grind to work. You think right. the Patriots ever took a day off? Never. That's why they had 20 years of greatness. This is, you don't take a day off and be that great for 20 years. It just doesn't happen. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. But, uh, Jay, did you have anything else as far as bad moves or any, any other takes you um, I got – so, it was, a, it was a couple, but one, one, I didn't, one I personally didn't like the most. Um, the, I don't know why the Bengals would let Carl Austin go and then pick up Trey Henderson for all that money. They, could, they probably could have got Carl Lawson for cheaper, who's just as good. So um, I didn't like that move. That must have been like a player coach thing. Um, I didn't like the Broncos re-upping on Von Miller. Um, I think I think Von Miller, the name still rings, but his talent, like he's 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 not as good as he was two three years ago. Um, so I didn't like that move. It then. The, the last move that I really didn't like the most is still with the Broncos. I don't understand what happened to Philip Lindsay. Lindsay, but Melvin Gordon is whatever. Like he's just whatever to me. So y'all bring him in last year. You let them compete. Gordon wins the job, and then you completely bench Lindsay. And then now he's not even on your team no more. Like y'all tender him. Y'all tender him around a late, late round, whatever. And then y'all rescinded it and let him leave. <laughs> he's Philip Lindsay. I, I wish he was on the Bills. I wish he was on the Bills. They, like he's a real good running back. I, I think he hit the holes hard. I think he can see where he's going. I, I really, I really enjoy watching him play. And right. I don't think Melvin Gordon warrants him leaving your team. Um, Gordon's getting I older too. I mean, you, you pick, yeah. essentially picked an older player. That's not part of your future plans for the younger guy that could have been, you know? Right. 
And honestly, I don't even know what the hell they're doing at quarterback. <laughs> I still don't. Uh, every year it seems like uh, Elway is doing everything but the but the right thing. Right thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and I, I've said this take before. This is before we we re- rebooted uh, TSG. Uh, I I honestly think Elway's scared of a quarterback taking over his legacy in Denver. I never thought about that. I, I just like that's the only thing I can think of if you're making that many mistakes. If I'm Elway right now, I trade everything under the sink for Deshaun. And the good thing is, Deshaun Watson went in my game traded there. He already that's said it. Him and him, they're on the Fort Niners. They got a decent defense. You know, again, I'm with you on Von Miller. I think he's more so uh, should have been paid cut, yeah, pay cut situational, five, six million a year, not 13 to 18, whatever he was making now. Um, you know, but it seems I, I, the only reason why I think Elway wouldn't do it is because he's scared that he'll no longer be the greatest quarterback of Broncos history. That's I, like nothing else makes sense. You have yeah. had so many opportunities to have better options than Case Keenum, uh, Drew Locke, who's, who's trash. Oh, Flacco. Uh, Flacco. I mean, they tried everything but a good one. <laughs> I, mean, like, I would have taken Jameis. I'm a huge fan of Jameis. I think he's that's so as far as another hot take. Uh, I think Jameis is going to kill it in, in with the Saints. He's not going to have the turnovers, and he always he has, has the weapons too. Stats. Yeah, man. Listen, uh, you know we're not going to get thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions ever again from him if he's with the Saints. Peyton will never let that happen. If he can get it to like twenty-eight to thirty-two and like maybe like twelve to seventeen, they make the playoffs, right? I mean, that's right. better than what Breeze did. Uh, so you know you got to argue they at least make the playoffs. So uh, I he like to move a little better. Yeah, he, little yeah, better. he can move. He can move the pocket. I mean, you can still use Taysom as a, which I think he's making way too much money right now. But um, you know, you can still use him as a gadget player, hopping in when he needs to. Uh, you know, I, that's that's kind of my thing. But all right, so let's get let's get into this next little part real quick. We, there's not many free agents left, and we're gonna start. I think the focus for most teams is gonna start moving to the draft. And, you know, see what they can get in the draft and maybe sign some of these guys after the draft to fill in holes for cheaper. Um, but, I, I would, you know, I got a, a few guys that I have in mind for, let's say, the Bills uh, that I think would fit well and kind of fit onto the team. Uh, anybody out there you think that could help your personal teams? And, Jeremy, I know you're, you're a Bills fan, too, so we can kind of just talk about whatever. But uh, okay. who do you think right now? What are, what are the Bills missing before we get to the draft? What, what would you like to see? My – right now, I will – I want Cordero Patterson. <laughs> okay. That's what that's who I want on the Bills. Um, it doesn't look like we're going to bring Isaiah McKenzie back. He's getting a lot of interest, a lot of it from the Bears. And Cordero Cordero Patterson fills that role, and I think he fills it better. Um, so I would like to see Cordero Patterson, and I would like to see um, Carlos Dunlap. So okay. one of those two players. If we get one, two, or both of them, I'll be completely happy with how our free agency went, and we won't have to do nothing else until the draft. Okay, I'm with you on that. So I just to, just to kind of pick it back off that, um, I 100% want a veteran uh, quarterback too. I want so I'm of the of the mindset because we're, we're we're right now the Bills are just kind of chasing the the Chiefs is what we're at mm-hmm. right now. I don't care if you have – I would rather have 50 DBs and three other players on this squad. I want DB, 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 DB. I want as many corners right. as DBs you could possibly think of. We have Dane and Levi competing for Keaton CB2. I want a vet in that mix, and I want another draft pick in that mix for the future as well. Yeah. So 
I don't care who it is, whether it's Sherman or Dory Jackson, which I think he's about to sign with the Giants. With the Giants, yeah. It seems like he's he's headed on that path. But I would take a Richard Sherman. I'll take Malcolm um, Butler too. Malcolm mm-hmm. Butler would be a great option. You know, someone who you know is be- he's better, arguably better than Josh Norman was last year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, same for Sherman, and same thing. You know, whoever is CB two to start, whether it's Levi or, or Dane, have that veteran rotate with them. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, would I like a Dory more so as the lockdown CB2? Levi comes in if he's God forbid gets hurt, yes, because we need people with speed, right? You know, I think a Dory yeah, allows athleticism you, back there, they can play a lot more coverages. So, uh, I found it really interesting though, and I don't think it was necessarily focused on the free, on free agency, but I think it's going to be more towards the draft. Kadarius Tony might be an option for us, he from Florida, the receiver, uh, for return. For return to, I'm in, I'm in on him, I'm in on him. The only reason why I think. It's more so draft. Is it, it Bean said two things in his most recent conference uh, press conference? We do thing number one is we currently do not have a return on the roster. He said that straight up. And two, he said we're about done with free agency. Right. So that makes me think they have a focus in the draft. Whoever that guy is, it's going to be someone who does returns. So uh, definitely want to get the return game. You know, field position is huge in, in any game, no matter who you play against. So you know, Roberts is going to hurt unless we get somebody that can come in and do some damage. So. Uh, I like Dunlap. I think we need, we can use uh, again. Not no such thing as too many pass rushers. No right. such thing as too many uh, uh, secondary, especially with COVID. You don't know who's going to be in and out. Uh, draft them all. Bring them all in. I love it. <laughs> I'll take it. So, uh, uh, Sammy, what are you thinking? Uh, any anybody out there can help the Eagles, even though you think they're going to be the worst? Um. So they could use everyone. Shit. Um. <laughs> um I really couldn't tell you because, like. They have no cap, right? So they're gonna have they have no decision to build but through the draft. But you know, I did look up, saw a couple, um, saw a couple of names, and I'm thinking like Mitchell Schwartz is still out there. He Love is. him. Uh sure is. like a lineman. But the thing is, like I know real life functions differently than like Madden, so you can't just slot slot him over at left tackle. Right. Yeah, they need a new left tackle now. Um, Lane has always been brought up as move, being moved over, um, but you know, just bringing him in, I think would be awesome. Shoot, if you could put great put in uh, Mitchell Schwartz, and then, I mean, that's really the only. I mean, I would love Dunlap too. Uh, you were mentioning him. I mean, yeah, you can never get you know enough pass rushers, and he seemed to like have a second wind when he went over to Seattle. I think it was right. So. Yeah, a lot of them. Oh, yeah, the, one guy, though, mm-hmm. the one guy that I am like, sorry, I'm the screen's off because I was like looking at the list. Um, the one guy I specifically want, and I don't know how the hell they're gonna make this work, but if they could, I would love to bring in Ty Hilton. Uh, he would be my number one choice at the moment, just because they lack so much at receiver. And again, I know he's still, you know, he's on the older side, but. I mean, he'd still come in as the best receiver that they had. Um, they don't really have anyone, so they could use someone to kind of, you know, mentor that room. You know, you mentioned Jay. Yeah. Is Whiteside still on the squad as well? He was hurt or something. Yeah, I, I think they're gonna cut out. Yeah, I think they'll cut out. But you know, who, yeah. they, they continue to draft more. But to have Ty kind of leading that group, you know, and he has a connection to Sirianni. Obviously, Sirianni was doing C for him. So yeah, um, I would love him. Uh, that would be the guy. That would be the guy I'm okay. looking at. Why? But I know he said like he would probably prefer to go to Indy. So 
if I were him, I don't know why I would he, leave Indy. He made but... the dumbest decision to go out there and say, oh, the G- uh, Chris Ballard said that uh, any contract I get, he'd like a chance to match it. So no teams are going to offer you shit because they know you're just going to go back to the Colts. Why would they go right. through the trouble of, of sending out contracts? Right. Talk about hurting your own free agency. But, uh, you know, I, I'm excited. I think I think uh, this draft is going to be interesting because, remember, not a lot of uh, either players played because of COVID. Uh, seasons were canceled. A lot of teams, you know, those, like, lower-end Division One schools didn't even have seasons at all. You know, and those sometimes you find gems in those, you know, from those teams. Uh, Khalil Mack, for example, from UB. <laughs> I mean, who would have ever thought somebody from UB would be Khalil Mack? Uh, so yeah, I'm interested to see how – who did their homework. We're going to find out what teams are actually really good scouting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably not the Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles <laughs> might draft four straight quarterbacks in the first four rounds, <laughs> according to <laughs> According to what you think, but I wouldn't put it put it faster, man. Yeah, hey, man, who knows? It's draft capital. We can use it for a future draft pick, is what they'll say. But hey, look, I'm excited for it, man. I think the NFL is going to be sweet. Uh, next week, we're going to get into a little more of uh, uh, division by division. I think we're going to do a couple other things as well. But um, let's let's get. It. I wanted to get into some NBA real quick because, of course, we know the trade deadline's coming up. Um, we're going to have a little episode about that as well, kind of talking about you know, the moves that did happen, but maybe we can go over some predictions of, you know, what's going to go on the rest of the season. I know we did that not too long ago, but um, first things first, though, LeBron, Iron Man is hurt. And I'm shocked. So, I I mean, I know someone threw his body into his ankle and he can't really help it, but uh, we, I just hope this isn't like the start of the end. Like, I hate seeing great players, no matter how much you hate them or like them be done due to injury, right? So right. Kobe with the Achilles or, or whatever the case was. Um, rest in peace. Uh, so in, in terms of LeBron, though, what does this do for the Lakers? Well, I think I think, I think think all that is contingent on how much longer AD is out as well. If they're both out still for the foreseeable future, then there's no way that the Lakers could hold on to their – um, place in the Western Conference. It's in, it's impossible. You get, there's too many good teams out there. Like I said earlier before the show, you got Utah, you got Phoenix, you got Dallas who's making a move right now, Portland who's getting healthy right now. My Spurs are still hanging around. You know, there's 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 a lot of good teams in the West that the Lakers are going to have to overcome while those two guys are injured. And if they're injured, you didn't mention the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers too. I didn't even mention them or Denver or Denver. <laughs> so, you know, um, if if they're out for any amount of time, like a month or so together, it's going. I think it's going to be hard for them to finish in the top four. So, so yeah. I think what it's going to push them to do is make a move. I think that you're going to see them trade for like a proven vet. I don't know who that is. I don't the know who tra- who's available, but I could see them making a move because of this. I just so I'm with you, Sammy. Like, but two things: who, right? Uh, nobody at this moment is really going to trade a star that's going to make a difference, right? Um, maybe Bradley Bill. I think Bradley Bill's like a long. He wants to stay. Like Bradley Bill literally does not want to go. I don't know if he has or no trade calls and is can physically stop it from happening, but he's been saying over and over again he does not want to leave. All the power right. to him. Um, there's nobody out there. To, I mean, that, that's one thing. Is nobody really out there? Two, who are they going to trade? What does anybody want for the Lakers? All their draft picks are with New Orleans right now. Uh, you know, they ain't trained AD or LeBron, obviously. You don't do that without 
uh, expecting to, yeah. that guy to come in and play with them. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, maybe. He's a younger guy. I don't know if he can take they over. Read, they read up on Kuzma, so that's going to be hard to move. Unless uh, that's funny. So. I just, I mean, their hope. So I think the hope was by giving Kuzma that contract is they can use that money to kind of trade for a, a vet, right? Uh, they better hope Kuzma balls the hell out while these two are out. Right. Because if not, nobody will ever trade for him. <laughs> they just, they, in that case, you just proved that he's not able to carry or help carry a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe Harrell. But the thing is, if you, the only people that will want Harrell are already contenders that won't want to break up their team. Right. Like Harrell's the, the guy, the glue guy you bring in to help take you to the next step, right? Um, I think the Lakers are done for. Like high ankle sprains, it's damn near like a broken leg, right? So that like, I'm not true into the science of it, but it's like tibia fibula damage, right? Like it's yeah. – he could be out for two months. I mean, two months from now is, is what? May 22nd. We're like days away from the playoffs. Not even. Yeah, but we're talking about LeBron here who spent so much money on his body. I, I, I understand 30, that. Old, 36 years old LeBron. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? Kobe was an Iron Man too. And again, I'll say recipes every time I mention him, but Kobe was an Iron Man too. And at some point, all these minutes from LeBron were stacking up, and you know the body just doesn't do what it needs to do at thirty-six plus. It was it was bound to plus. happen. It was bound to happen. It just yeah. now that we're seeing it, we like, oh man, it LeBron sucks. finally injured. Yeah, sucks. it was bound it sucks, to happen. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know what what they can do. I, I there's no trade that's gonna really change anything up. There's no free agent out there that's gonna change anything up. Uh, they got to float with what they got. Um, if they're able to trade for anyone, I'd say someone like Lonzo, get him back. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I think I think Kuzma fits well more with the Pelicans than Lonzo does at the moment. So, uh, so maybe, I, I don't know. What do you think of Sammy? I'm thinking, like, pay attention to the buyout market, see what happens, because yeah. you could see Andre Drummond hitting free agency, and I'm not saying he's going to change that franchise around, but no. I'm sure he could help provide a spark. Right. Uh, maybe even off the bench. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge, I know he's not what he is, but better than not having him, you know. So I would look for those type of players. Shit. The way, the way Melo's playing now, I could see them. They should have went for Melo back in the offseason. Hard. Because he, yeah. he could have given them a little spark with some scoring. Yeah. So they did. Yeah, they should have. But they, I don't know why they did it. It just uh, made so much sense. Yeah, definitely. 100%. But, yeah. So as far as, far as uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm going to put it this way, and whether it's true or not, we'll see. I'm I'm taking the Lakers out the playoffs, right? So let's let's act like because of what's going on, they're just out of it. We're playing a little game here. Okay. With them not being a factor because they're not healthy, who do you guys see as your contenders? Because that's my pick to win the finals is the Lakers. So I'm going to act like that wasn't that's not the case now. Who could you see taking that spot over? And do you have to give them a realistic chance to beat arguably you know the Nets in the finals? You can go I'll go Clippers. Clippers, right? I mean, they have Kawhi. They got Paul George. It's just a matter of this, if Paul George is going to show up in the playoffs. I don't know. Uh, right. But, yeah, I would probably say Clippers would be my pick. Okay. Um, like a Clippers Clippers and Denver are the two easy picks um, just because they've been there before. You know, they're, they're good teams. Denver I'm kind of leery about because Jamal Murray been up up and down all year, but if he's played like we he did in the playoffs, then Denver is a bona fide 
you know, you need to worry about them in the West. But I will say the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul has went down there, and he's turned around that whole culture. Um, their bench is great. DeAndre Ayton is actually playing like a number one player now. And, and Booker is Booker is a superstar in the making. So um, I can see I can see Phoenix actually making some noise in the West. Yeah, I could see them making noise. I just don't think they're better than like the Clippers or like to me. Like you say, Chris Paul. I love Chris Paul. He's one of my favorite players, but mm-hmm. he's never done anything really in the playoffs. True. True. So. And it's funny you say that, Sammy, because out of all the teams that are currently called them contenders, all of them. Our struggle, our playoff struggling teams. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, Denver, they made that that bubble run, but before that, they were struggling early rounds of the playoffs. Uh, Portland has a long history of playoff struggles. Mm-hmm. He just never made it. <laughs> and then you have Chris Paul, who does have struggles in the playoffs. Uh, Utah has always seemed to, to choke at the wrong moment. Uh, the Spurs have pop, so you argue maybe they, they sneak a round or two in, maybe a round. I think they get a second round, only a round. I want to um, give up a round, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Dallas, uh, if Doncic and, and Porzingis step it up, maybe right? Uh, that's really all I, I mean. I just it's gonna be interesting to see who's gonna actually fall apart. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what, if this happened with the Lakers now and and uh, Chris Paul and Harden's Rockets were still together, I'd pick them to make it to the finals. Like at some point they were gonna break through, <laughs> but now, yeah, now they're in their own places. But wow! They if I were the Clippers, <laughs> if I were the Clippers, I would do everything and anything in my power now to go get Lonzo. Oh, I think yes. now is a better time than any. They're missing. The thing get. is, so someone made a good point. I can't remember. I think, I think it was like Sam Amik or whatever, uh, one of the Yahoo um, basketball reporters. He said. A point guard, and it's true, you know, a great point guard like Lonzo or someone that's a floor general for the most part will allow Kawhi and PG to do what they're used to doing. They're not really, you know, control the ball players. Like Kawhi can play off the ball really well. P- PG plays better when he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands 24-7. You know, get them on the backdoor cuts. They're both athletic enough. You know, get them helping each other on the, on the wings. Uh, they can focus a little more on the defensive end because obviously when you're the primary ball handler, it's a lot of energy you're taking out there. Uh, that's why LeBron stopped playing defense for so many years because he was playing point guard for so long. But, right. uh, you know, Lonzo on the Clippers is scary. And motivated, too, going back to L.A. with the other squad and, and pissed off the Lakers let him go. Oof. I mean, if the Lakers... I like Lonzo a lot. I do I like, like Lonzo. He fits He fits a lot. You you can. There's certain things you expect from him, right? Like, you can't expect him to come in and be uh, uh, even CP. He's not going to be 25, 10, and 5. He's going to give you 10, 13, and 6 with a bunch of good defense. Right? Uh, and, and control the uh, control the floor, control the pace. So that's, you know, that's okay. If he can go on a contender with that, that's huge. Right. So uh, as far as my pick, I, I'm going with Phoenix. I think Chris Paul is going to make that breakthrough. And I'd love to see uh, Paul and Harden against each other in the finals, uh, if it's not the Lakers. And, um, you know, I think collision course-wise, we're all looking at, like, Nets – First Lakers, everybody wants to see like this the superpower teams go against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that'd be fucking amazing to see. Um, but I just this injury stuff scares me. You guys are sleeping on the high ankle. I'm telling you, that shit is no joke. 
This is no said six weeks, hopefully. So, yeah, but if there is a guy to do it, it's LeBron, right? So, so I mean, at some point, we got to stop acting like the man's literally Superman. Like, I get it. He's, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, man. he's the closest he's, thing we've ever had. He's the closest thing we've had to it, 100%. He, he literally spends a million dollars on on his body, and I get all that. Um, but this is, again, this isn't like, so I'd agree with you if this was like a, what people would see as like a deterioration issue. This was someone just slamming into us. Like, this is like breaking your leg, right? It's the same same concept. Like, there's nothing he could have done to stop it. There's nothing he did uh, or didn't do to prevent it. And it's a shit, shit luck injury. And it's just one of the injuries that take a long time to recover. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I want the Lakers to make it. I picked, I think I'm kind of going away from my Celtics pick, Sammy. Celtics were my finals pick to make it against the Lakers. Um, and I did that yeah. because story wise, right? So, everybody knows it's the Lakers and Celtics history. You know, uh, Lakers are going to try to tie up the amount of banners, and then uh, Celtics are trying to make the lead bigger in the amount of banners. Uh, and then obviously, you know, I would have been okay with the Nets just based off the superpower and the teams that are involved. Like Kyrie versus LeBron has been fucking hilarious, I think, right. um, in the finals. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. But I don't know any 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 hot, other hot takes you guys got for uh, for the Eastern Conference. No, I, I think, think the Eastern Conference is straightforward right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Celtics will get their act together. This is only my hot take because this I gotta be hopeful, right? But they're gonna get their act together. They're gonna lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're gonna get back to where they were. If they end up, if they play Philly, if they play Brooklyn in the second round, they're done. But if they play <laughs> Philly, I think they can beat them at full strength because they've not played Philly at full strength. You know what yet. I think they need to go for is Al Horford and bring him back. Dude, I'd love. No, I, see, I struggle with that. Like, I, I say yes, but like I say no because Robert Williams, dog, like he has been balling. Yeah, so out. I get that. I, I definitely get that. I think you're missing leadership. Yeah, I mean, smart you know is not so like. Not that I don't think people listen to him, but he's show and play. I, I like Horford's the literal vocal and show and play leader. Where, yeah, I, I think you could use him. The defense, the rebounding. Yeah, you know, who I want to see back. Bring Isaiah back, bro. Bring yeah. Oh, okay, Derek two point oh. Derek's been calling for Isaiah for five years to come back though. <laughs> I want to see. You need some scoring punch off no- the bench. I think their biggest issue isn't their starting lineup. Like, they're fine to start games. Like, yeah, they go down sometimes. Sometimes they're winning. But, like, I think right. their issue is once Tatum goes out and Brown goes out, they suck. Yeah, they so need like, some firepower. Definitely. They need some bench players. Right. That's why I wouldn't mind, like – because if you look at their best bench player, I mean, <clears throat> is it? it's probably Rob. Maybe it's yeah. Peyton Pritchard. I don't know. Like their bench is so young. They, they, yeah, need, they need some vets. They need some vets off the bench. Give me like a JJ Raddick. Give me. I've been a, calling for JJ to go there for two years now. So <laughs> I hope he goes there finally. I've been calling for that. Yeah, man. Give me JJ. Yeah. Give me Isaiah. They need someone yeah. to like come off the bench and right. give you the capability to give you 20, 30 points randomly just out right. of nowhere. Right. Just get That's what I want to see. I want to see that. Or well, Terrence Ross. I wouldn't mind Terrence Ross either. Yeah, he's balling over there in Magic for sure. Um, so you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna uh, get close to calling this thing, boys. Any other hot takes you guys want to bring us sport wise or anything like that? I don't know, Sammy. I know you're begging for yourself to come through, but Jeremy, what you got? Anything else? I know Yankee season's coming. 
Yeah, I, I was just about to speak of that. Baseball season is coming up. Um, you got to talk a little bit. I don't know, Sammy, if you're, Gary, if you're interested in baseball at all. But. Gary oh, Cole has been looking good. Oh, God. All right. Well, we're going to definitely end this thing now. <laughs> nah, so, I, you know, we'll definitely get into some baseball stuff as well. Spring training has been kicking off. A little weird with COVID and stuff, too. But, uh, you know, I'm definitely excited to get that popping off, too. But, hey, look, as always, guys, we appreciate everybody that hops in and checks us out on, on any of the channels. Um, Jeremy, I don't know if you want to drop where they can find you. I know you, you're still working on getting some social medias opened up. Yeah, that uh, well, <laughs> hey. You can ASAP Millsy 716 on, on Instagram. You can use that now to find me, or you can find me on Facebook, Jeremy Mills Clerk. Sounds good. Sammy, where can we find you, man? I really only use Instagram, so you okay. can follow me on there, Sammy underscore OTS, but more importantly, definitely follow all the pages, all the OTS pages. Absolutely. Yeah, Sammy said you can find me at John underscore OTS on all social media platforms. You can find me on the, on the sidelines Facebook page and group. I help run that little crazy ass group we have. So <laughs> half the shit I see in there is just nuts. Uh, but yeah. you can find us on all the social media platforms. Uh, please, please, please go to youtube.com slash OTS guys. Drop a subscribe. Uh, we do have a new episode of fans coming this Friday. Jeremy's the host of that. Uh, we'll Looking be forward to seeing y'all. Biggie versus Smalls Tupac. versus Tupac, baby. So it's going to be iconic. Uh, you'll find that live on YouTube. There'll be we go, ten, we, tens of people in there. We literally we just have a lot of fun. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely excited for it. So again, youtube.com slash OTS guys to find any of the podcasts you can think of, um, any of the live shows as well. And uh we appreciate you, baby. Look, the sideline guys is here. We back, we rebooted, and we're ready to get this thing going as always, baby. Peace. Love you guys.